0: Right. you don't have anyone else in the waiting room. Thank you for joining us this evening for our third installment of the T twenty fifty steering committee. As you can tell, we probably probably can tell we've been busy working. Um, on a bunch of development stuff that we'll present to you tonight. So we'll run through the agenda um, for this hybrid meeting, though. I have a few housekeeping items. Um, This meeting is being recorded and posted at 24 to 48 hours um, after the the meeting on the city of Lawrence's YouTube channel. So people who want to participate can either attend in person or um, register to participate on the Zoom. Please remember to mute yourself Um, if you're during the meeting when you're not speaking, the chat function is disabled and chats will go directly to Paul and I as hosts. Um, you can we can there's only a few of you on remote video hopefully you can see all of us and hear all of us if you can't we will work on that with speakers so let us know um, and we reserve the right to mute or in turn individuals off to minimize distractions um, but we'll go ahead and get started
1: um Paul will pull up the agenda to share maybe I will actually interrupt us. Before, well, he'll pull up the agenda, but before we do
0: that, actually, Paul, I, I lied. We do have some <laughs> new, we have some new people in the room this evening. Would, would a quick round of introductions be beneficial to everyone?
2: It would for me. Okay.
0: Let's let's do that real quick. Let's start with online, Pat, and then David, if you want, don't mind.
3: Sure. Hi, I'm uh, Pat Collette, and uh, I'm a member of the Multimodal Transportation Commission.
4: I'm David Carter, and I'm a member of the uh, Planning Commission.
1: In the room, I'm Justin Mortinger, transportation planning manager for the Lawrence-Douglas
0: County Metropolitan Planning Organization.
5: I'm Matt Goff with Barbara Emerson Law Firm here as a representative of the Lawrence Chamber of Commerce. Yeah,
6: Jankowski, and I represent the city of
5: Eudora.
2: Charlie Thomas, and I'm on the Planning Commission. Joshua Spence,
6: representative for Lawrence Association of Neighborhoods and Pinckney Neighborhood Association. Paul am back with Lawrence Douglas County. And
1: Thank you for that. Thank you. And so first off, we have, we do have
7: notes posted from our previous meetings, um, should you need to reference those. I don't think there's any more depth than that. Uh, we have four Four main topics of discussion tonight on our agenda. The goals, objective, strategies is probably going to be the bulk of our
1: discussion, at least what we're anticipating. So we'll start with that. Um, and before I do, I guess just
7: a little background on kind of what we're looking at for for goals. And um, so T, we're planning out to the horizon of 2050. So that's obviously your own. You know, almost 30 years into the future, um, these goals are are somewhat aspirational. While the uh, objectives and strategies get into more how to go about achieving those goals and kind of more short short term actions, and so the, these are focused kind of more on the next five years as we um, update this plan every five years. So we're looking at kind of actions and strategies to to implement these things over that, that five-year period, knowing that you know we won't necessarily finish everything in five years, but that's kind of the timeframe we operate on.
1: So as we got
0: started on this draft, we pull from the previous long-range plan, Transportation 2040. We look at Plan 2040, the Lawrence Douglas County Comprehensive Plan. We look at the comprehensive plans for Eudora or Baldwin City. Um, And then we think about all the other mode-specific work that has been done since we did the last plan. So the bikeway plan, the Lawrence transit operations analysis, the pedestrian plans. And we pull all of that together in context to think about what types of work have been identified as previous strategies in terms of where we're going in the region for some of those other consistency in terms of visioning some of the known stuff that we know is going to happen in our region. Um, And we pair that next to what we heard from people's experiences that they shared with us in our phase one of public engagement. And so this draft really represents our first attempt as staff um, and with our staff partners at putting – to you something that you can respond to before we take and we, so we can edit it before we take it to the public to get their response to it. Um, recognizing we're on a timeline that we really by mid-January have to have a written draft um, out for a 30-day public comment period to meet our March deadline to adopt a new plan. So we're in compliance. So I give you that, I give you that kind of that full context. Um, you know, we with and, and I say that in terms of the timeline stuff because we can we can talk high level about what we think is what we think is missing and we can work on that i and we can talk about if there's specific you know i think if there's specific words or issues you have with phrasing or or things like that but um I will, and I want to make sure we do that. This is the time in the process to do that. There will do a revision and maybe one more after the after the comment. But there's not there's not extensive amounts of time to to do some of that. So I I try to explain that in terms of where we, come, where we started from and where we're going in that process. Um, you know that builds on that on that work, just so you can understand what you're seeing from us tonight. Okay, go ahead, Paul.
7: Sorry. <coughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, so we do we did include kind of some prompts for discussion as we go through this. So we're, we're thinking, you know, are these goals, objectives, strategies do they reflect what we heard from from the community in our outreach process? Um and is that and do they reflect the direction our community's going? And is there anything we missed or anything else to consider? So I thought we would start with just the goals and We'll get into the details of objectives and strategies under each one as we go, but kind of want to start at the high level with the goals. So we have kind of these five topic areas, transportation options, and our goal here is people have a variety of transportation options that provide safe, accessible, convenient, healthy, and affordable travel that connect them to their destinations. Shared prosperity is the next topic area. The transportation system supports prosperity for all by connecting people and places in an equitable, reliable, affordable, and efficient manner. Safety and security. People's lives are saved, crashes are avoided, and people and goods are safe and secure. And sustainability, uh, protect and enhance the natural environment and support energy conservation. And lastly, operations and maintenance. Existing infrastructure is prioritized through maintenance, operations, and strategic improvements. To provide the best return on public investments, so I'll, I'll pause there. Any any initial
1: thoughts, um, discussion, questions on these?
4: Paul David here. Just a technical issue. Um, the uh, the screen that I see being shared right now is the agenda. Would would you uh, mind sharing the actual document, please? Thank you for pointing that. I'm sorry about that. No worries. Thank you.
1: see it now. Super. Yeah, it's perfect. Thank you.
4: Um one curious uh, thing I'm curious about if I may is interoperability. Is that does that fit into any of these in terms of I mean this is kind of the multimodal argument but uh, Is there anything within the goals that allows us to describe the transportation network as an integrated system?
1: Let me take note of that and think about that. Okay, thank you.
3: So uh, this is this is Pat. Are we at this point? Are we just looking at the goals themselves and and uh, commenting on whether we feel like those are comprehensive enough, or are you are you looking for some additional um, ideas under those goals, either through objectives or strategies?
7: So we'll we'll pull up objectives and strategies. We can do that now if there's no other discussion at this level can get into more detail on those
1: these
0: buckets are a little bit different these five than the four we had last time and so we're kind of showing them as at high level like here are the theme areas that we have chosen to
1: categorize the objectives and the the strategies under
3: okay great thank you
1: So under transportation options, um, we have
7: complete a connected network of pedestrian and bike facilities, comfortable to all ages and abilities, provide a transportation system that supports multimodal options that are affordable, sustainable, reliable, efficient, safe, and easy to use, improve access to comfortable transit stops, routes, and on-demand services, and ensure new development and redevelopment supports choice made by walking, bicycling, and transit. And then we have a number of strategies. I'm not necessarily gonna read through all of those. I can um, kind of give you a high level um, overview of them or if, you, if there's any initial comments, just just looking at those. But I'll, I'll pause here for a moment for any Questions.
6: Uh, on the objective on that one, the first one with a complete, a connected network of pedestrian and bicycle facilities, comfortable to all ages and abilities, is that basically like support, like like repair stations, wa- uh, water stations, and stuff.
7: Or
0: so I think. As we think about that that comfortable for all ages and abilities is about designing infrastructure that feels comfortable. So don't put a white stripe bike lane on a street that's 45 miles an hour. So that's talking about the built that built infrastructure, the facilities. I think some of the amenities stuff in terms of comfort there comes under implement the specific bike plan. So like the bike plan speaks or the pedestrian plan speak about amenities like benches or lighting or other things like that. And that's really under that strategy about implementing those
6: specific plans. I was wondering if that was some of the stuff that was discussed during the the pedestrian and bike planning.
0: Yeah. And this plan is an overarching plan. So from your experience in those specific bike or ped plans, this plan is saying, implement those plans. They're part of the vision for all the modes. Okay. It's like pulling them all together kind of in a reference because at this scale, we can't get into
1: every small detail as we think about big picture and kind of we're challenged to do that. Some of the strategies uh, focus on on land use policy
7: and implementing uh, development patterns through land use and other policies. We talk about complete streets and
1: planning for, for streets that consider all modes. Implementing existing plans, like Jessica said. Implementing
7: ADA Americans with Disabilities Act plans. Looking at shared mobility, which means, I mean, micro transit, which Lawrence Transit is, is going to pilot next, starting next year, but also can be ride share cars that are available um, for short term rentals, bike and scooter share, things like that. And also implementing the human services transportation plan and building out the, the transit amenities um the bus stop improvement program which is improving bus stops
1: those are the strategies that we've we've got at this point
2: i'm guessing it must be really expensive to have shelters at all the bus stops
0: It is not only to deploy that, but it is also to maintain that in terms of maintenance and cleaning and trash removal. And yes, the transit system recently, Lawrence Transit recently put out a survey to do some of their work to hear from the public because they have developed a bus stop improvement program and some guidelines about, um, with the, with community buy-in about how they plan to do long-term integration of amenities at stops. So part of that includes ADA bus paths. And then there are some different types of standards based on destinations and, um, like boardings and alightings to deploy them kind of one where there's highest ridership and usage, um, recognizing that the, the, the resources are limited and the ability to not only support concrete, but also to operationalize a shelter at every location. And, and there's some design differences. You know, for a long time they put glass stops out. Those are in this in the winter, those are great. They are great barriers to snow and rain. In the summer, those are heat boxes. And so they're not, you know, they're not comfortable to use. Well, if you do the other side of that, which is a wind break, you know, the perforated metal or, you know, um, the other, some of the other options where they do a break where you can get some reprieve, but you don't, you don't um, have the entire box, then you don't get all the benefit of weather protection. You get some of the benefit of sun protection. There's a big balance in trying to, when you have a four season climate, trying to figure out what amenities are most appropriate for the
6: experiment where they did for a while where it was just a cover over, over the top.
0: Yeah. And so they just recently are doing work um, to try to figure that out. And we're saying they should implement whatever they decide on in terms of those guidelines to continue to deploy amenities, you know, with a, and they asked people, they asked the public, they're trying to decide, should we do a all ADA first? Should we make sure all of our stops have ADA pads? Should we do that integration at the same time when we do amenities, if we do both, then it's going to take us longer to, you know, to do one or the other. And so they were asking some community priorities, Okay. But yeah, there's, there is more work that has been done on that since the last plan. And so um, this is a good way to kind of highlight some of that. And they've done some, they've been experimenting with some different deployment of things like Josh says to try to figure out what the solution is for that answer, which is about comfort for people. Yeah. yeah. And it is different, I think, in the survey responses, we'll see if it's um, people who ride versus people who don't ride have very different perception about what amenities and how that should happen. And so there's going to have to be some conversation on the back end and how some of those decisions are made in that guide for how they deploy.
6: It's like, I know for me, I don't use the bus service because of the ADA and safety concerns that I have, which you guys have heard me say, Yeah. mentioned before. Yeah.
0: And I, and I hope that you would share those with the, that's, you know, that staff and have some of those larger conversations because I believe that they're working on.
6: I, I, I think I said some of them during the pedestrian. Okay when, uh, when that was like, when we were,
0: yeah. And whenever we get comments from stuff that's specific to different operators work, whether that's, you know, transit or something else, we try to always forward those comments too. So they have, a- and
6: that's like, from what I've noticed, it's like, it seems like that's been a lot of that stuff's been heard
1: so far. Yeah. I think it's just slow progress in some of that. We've done a lot of work in this area. I would say um, a lot of our time is spent
0: doing additional planning work that's under this transportation choices category. I would say the most of our time since in the last five years, since the last plan has been spent doing work in this space.
6: And I'm aware of the, at least the last
1: two. Yeah, absolutely. So. Okay, We'll move on to the next topic area
7: of shared prosperity. Um, so again, four objectives here: support efficient, great community travel and tourism through trans- transportation investments that increase regional <laughs> activity and incorporate placemaking. Support fiscally responsible development patterns in infrastructure investments that are in in accordance with the major thoroughfares map, which we'll discuss more later. Ensure transportation decision-making processes incorporate inclusive public engagement to reduce socioeconomic disparities experienced by underserved and underrepresented communities, and ensure an equitable distribution of benefits and burdens of transportation project plans and policies among
1: individuals and groups that differ by race income and ability. And then we have right. that, um, excuse
7: me, strategies that look at intelligent, intelligent transportation systems, uh, wayfinding, great planning, placemaking, emerging technologies, public involvement with a focus on traditionally underrepresented people, expanding inner city and commuter transit, so more regional options in implementing transit route redesign study
1: and transit stations. Mm a big win in this category
0: in the next five years is going to be our invitation that we got from the Mid-America Regional Council to participate in their regional freight study. Um, They have an over a million dollar freight study that they've asked us to co-participate in to include Douglas County in their larger metropolitan um, area uh, freight planning. And so that will be happening and starting next year. And so that's going to be a really big, big win, I think. For
6: us to get well, to, don't I help because considering how much freight, uh, freight
7: moves through uh, through our county as a whole. Yeah, in putting together Chapter Two, the existing conditions, freight is one area where we don't have a lot of data on. Um, so this plan should help a lot with understanding what's going on in future. It'll
6: areas. be interesting to see
7: how that uh,
6: develops in the next over the next five years. Yeah. I
1: think that's that's like a eighteen month process, but that's that'll be something probably to highlight. That's a newer opportunity that we've been offered. So.
4: David here. I have a question about the first strategy, in reference to urban design. Is this is this the the provision that would include things like you know street widths that are safe not only for um drivers and and car passengers but also pedestrians bicyclists things like that because it seems that past uh safety design has been around it basically what's the word i'm looking for um results in streets that are you know so wide they encourage speeding that's unsafe for everybody not already in a car is that is is this the kind of provision or would that be covered someplace else
0: I think you're thinking about strategies when we get to safety and security, and okay. we specifically mentioned um, roadway system delivering a roadway system that allows for an intuitive understanding of reasonable travel speeds through design controls, on radius or lane widths, and uses access management to of safety.
4: Perfect. I should read ahead. <laughs>
0: That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like it's somewhere. The problem is we when we first started this, we had moving pieces,
1: and so when you're asking me a few things, I'm like, I don't know where that ended You know, like, where did that end up on our last? Sure, thank you.
2: Okay. Maybe it is obvious to everybody who has been on this committee longer than I have, but some of the wording... I don't even know what it means. For example, okay, you tell me
1: what. Yeah, let's talk
2: about it. Invest in streets that this under strategies, number four. Okay. Invest in streets that build and retain value over time through human scale design and placemaking. I, I have no idea what that even means.
0: Okay. So I think this gets to a little bit of what. David was talking about where he was talking about integrated systems, because I think we talk about integrated systems, we don't call it integrated systems. Um, And I think that's an example of that about thinking about building streets that retain value over time means that they're not necessarily a single use. They're built within mind of in terms of how they're going to function. So thinking about function, it's about thinking about places people want to be. It's about those are. Concepts in terms of things that I think are probably consistent with like Plan 2040 and some of the visioning around mixed use or some of those things, like um, build a street that if it retains value over time, that it's useful for multiple uses. So, thinking about it in terms of what are the, how does the street function with the land uses around it and in some of that design, we can try to use some more plain language to describe what we mean by that. If you're still looking at me like maybe I'm not being clear enough. And so I, let me, that's helpful if you tell me, (laughs) tell me, okay, that just, (laughs) what's happening. Um, If you just tell me where you see those things and then we can go back to the drawing board to think about how do we tell that story with more specific plainer language.
2: For me, that would okay. be great just to have things that are just yeah. simple that everybody could understand. So when you <clears throat> take this out into the public, they're going to go, oh, sure, I understand human scale and road retaining value. What? Okay. So things yeah. like that would be.
0: Okay. So that, those are helpful comments because I think those are helpful comments for us all to think about in terms of other people consuming it. And we live in this world. We live, sleep, eat, <laughs> breathe this. So, in my mind, as we're moving stuff around and piecing stuff together, I read that and think, oh, that talks about how we're building streets that serve all of these needs to make sure we're functioning for the use of people in, in these places, that they're places that people want to be and that they're So yeah, I... but we can be more we can we can drill down what that means. Okay. Or try to find different language to describe that that would be less technical.
2: For me, that would be great. Okay.
0: So I don't know. I don't know that we have to do that now, but it is helpful for me for you to tell me which ones you think are too technical, and we will we will work on them. Okay. We post them for public comment. So that's the type sure. of comment. That's very helpful to us. Sure. Um, we look at that. We have our staff team look at that. Everybody reads that and says, "Oh, that sounds nice." You know, that sounds nice. Yes. So.
5: will these goals, objectives, and strategies in the plan become populated with text underneath by way of further explanation? In other words, is this more like headings of an outline that you fill in with more explanation later?
0: Yes, I would say in some of that, you're Mm -hmm. looking at just the, you know, like an outline list and they will, they'll have stuff underneath them. They'll have details. They'll have links to some of these plans. They'll have pictures. Some of them, we're going to have to define stuff. Like, as you get in, in some of that, so some of it may be, well, we have a design for the, we have definitions for these things that help explain that. We may not get away from some of the tech, you know, like some of the technical words we may need to use. A, a good example of this is, as we were having conversations, when we get into sustainability, one of the, if, if you, um, when we were talking about solutions, one of the strategies under that is um, use nature-based solutions. And nature-based solutions is the language that is recommended to best describe how you find solutions that use natural environment plus green infrastructure to solve issues you may have related to like stormwater or other environmental concerns as as part of watersheds. If I would ask you what a nature-based solution is, You know what I mean? It's the same thing as like green infrastructure when, you know, like, do we just paint it You know, like, (laughs) you know, what does that mean? And so I think we're gonna have to do some work to help tell what this story. Yeah, so that may be part of it too. Thank you for.
5: So one one just comment on, the, I I know these are objectives. Yes. Strategies, they're aspirational. (laughs) It might be helpful if we, uh, you know, the use of the word ensure, occurs three times in the first two pages. I don't think it occurs elsewhere. But we don't want to paint ourselves into a corner about having to do something. We may want to do something. We may aspire to do something and try very hard to do something. But if it reads as a mandate in the plan, and yet we fail to implement that mandate, have we somehow failed to follow the plan? In other words, we certainly want all these things that we're trying to ensure. But perhaps the language could be Uh, the the changed a little bit to make it uh, more aligned with a objective and less are you
6: talking about like being more flexible
5: well just you know um ensure new development and redevelopment support trips by walking bicycling bicycling and transit well our our development code will say exactly how many uh, bike stations park stations and sidewalks and you know that that's how we do it I, i guess but uh, it's more of just like a, a, a avoiding the the mandate type language and sticking with
1: the goals, yeah, so we don't get stuck. transportation decision making we were want to use insure. that
0: may be i'm looking at the three you what were those were one of is transportation decision making processes maybe we're okay with ensuring that those processes have you know what i mean that there's
5: yeah and I, I don't know what the right word is Insure may be fine but uh yeah
1: we'll promote transportation encourage uh, encourage yeah, encourage, yeah.
4: If I may, a, a um, comment I have, and I know this is just a draft document, but for every time an external or third-party document is, is referenced, if possible, it would be great to have a hyperlink to that document.
1: And yeah, we will certainly do that in the plan itself.
4: I thought you probably would, so.
1: Yeah.
4: Could I ask one more question, uh, uh, and I don't mean to take us back to like the overall framework for this, but a reminder, and asking as a planning commissioner, um, how this will interact with uh, the current um, comprehensive plan that was just approved a couple of years ago versus, you know, is this, does this act outside of the existing comprehensive plan or does it replace T2040? And then, to the extent that it replaces TIF 2040, does it set goals that then lie outside of the existing comprehensive plan because it has a horizon that is ten years beyond?
0: Yes. So, when this plan is adopted, it will replace Transportation 2040. Mm-hmm. After the MPO policy board adopts this, because they are their own legal entity, um, since 2013, the city, county, and planning commissions have also um, recognized. The, MP, the MPO transportation plan as the transportation chapter of their document, which will require a separate process to go back and do an amendment to plan 2040. And so that will be a separate, that will be a process then to go back in and edit or reflect the language that's in that transportation chapter of plan 2040 and the linkages, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's been a bunch of plan update, different other modal plan updates as part of that plan. And that will require that separate legal process to do that not instantaneously, right? But after that is adopted, there's a process flow. So the deadline I talked about of March of 2023 is the deadline where the feds expect us to have a new plan adopted five years after the adoption of the last plan to stay in compliance with federal regulations, which means the ability to get federal money. So if you're if you don't get your plan adopted in that time frame, then you're 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 your TIP gets frozen, so that's our transportation improvement program, and any federal funding that you expect in the region gets frozen, so if it hasn't been obligated already to a project, then it gets frozen until you have a plan that's in compliance. The plan 2040 stuff doesn't have to happen by that deadline, and it will be a longer process to go back through and to edit that text and to decide how we represent and or rectify some of the things that are different, because T-2050 is going to have a different out year than plan 2040.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's okay. no way around that. I don't think that update will take plan 2040 out to 2050, but it will, it will within the constraints of plan 2040 adopt the, the trend as the transportation chapter. If the, if the body still choose to proceed in that way.
4: Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I don't mean to take everybody else's time with that that question. It's just something that I think we'll need to understand really well to do our jobs right. And uh, maybe I'll just make a separate appointment with you or with Becky to to make sure I'm understanding how that influences our work.
1: Yes, we'd be happy to do that. Thank you. Your thoughts on... Shared prosperity or we can move on to the next topic. I think we can move on. So next is safety and security. So three
7: objectives here. Improve safety of all modes and decrease fatalities and serious injuries. Mitigate the transportation systems vulnerability to crime, terrorism, natural disasters, and climate change.
1: And the transportation system supports emergency preparedness, response, and recovery. And then these strategies talk about a vision zero safety action plan,
7: which is a uh, I would say a comprehensive look at kind of where crashes are occurring, where where there's eye injury corridors and establishing where those are using data to analyze that and creating strategies to to make safety improvements to reduce those crashes and fatalities, serious injuries. So that's something we we hope will be uh, occurring next year based on some some grant funding or other opportunities. (laughs) Um, We also talk about emergency preparedness, roadway design, uh, reducing
1: crime through, through design, and also resiliency to to weather and climate. So, any thoughts, questions on this one? Seems pretty comprehensive.
3: This is Pat. As I as I was reading through the comments on the on the survey. And you know this comes up all the time with um, you know people saying, well, bicyclists don't follow the law, drivers don't follow the law. The whole you know the the whole debate, depending on who you are and what your what mode of transportation you have. But is there any place in this for um, um, reference to um, kind of education outreach? Strategies for drivers, bicyclists, general public—you um, know, you know whether that's, you know, classes or whether it's, you know, some sort of, you know, brochures or flyers that that go out, uh, you know, reminding people of of what what the law is. And I know that some of that's already done, um, but I'm not sure that the people who Need to hear it or, or seeing seeing those things, but uh, I don't know if that's an appropriate appropriate strategy within this document or not.
4: I would like to second that. I think that's a great idea. One thing I wonder about because hate to get all nostalgic thinking about being a kid in Lawrence, and uh, you know every I don't know like third grade or something it was a regular part of the curriculum. Uh, for example, bicycle safety, and I don't know if that's still the case. Um, whether there is, for example, I'm sure there must be curricula out there that
0: there is. There's on bike bike education in all the USD 497 schools, and public health has worked to deploy that in Bolton City and Eudora, too by acquiring bike fleets and doing some of that. Fantastic. Work. Some of that Fantastic. holds under the the safe routes to school work that we've mm-hmm. done.
4: And then
6: also a lot. Uh, there was also the questionnaire that was done under the pedestrian and bicycle planning. To the, uh, the set of surveys and questionnaires that were compiled in that work, that were have been integrated in with a lot of the T twenty forty and T, uh, and it to be integrated with, from what I understand, into the T twenty fifty.
0: Yeah. So, but but Pat, you're saying besides just saying to implement those plans, that that we should explore calling out some programming related to education enforcement management of traffic slash
3: some i'm just i'm yeah yeah, yeah. generally okay. in that area you know just the number of drivers and just the you know people i talk to uh or people who yell at me when i'm on a bike about you know get on the sidewalk or you know not understanding <laughs> what the rule what the you know the, the the laws are around you know using using the streets or you know as far as the you know, three feet of safety and some of those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, there's also, of course, the, you know, the question about Idaho stops that doesn't, you know, we don't have that law, but, you know, a lot of cyclists use that as well as a lot of drivers. (laughs) So, uh, and depending on your perspective, you know, one's breaking the law, you know, so, uh, yeah, some, you know, some kind of programming,
0: Yeah. And I think some of that is covered under the scope of a vision zero safety action plan, but we, I think where I would put that is by rewording and describing that process. Mm
1: -hmm. There's
0: a USDOT Uh, has a safe systems approach and they think about it like that. And so we may introduce some of those concepts in the definitions to Mm -hmm. talk about that work. Those those things are very prescriptive when you get into some of that work and they include some of the things we've thought of as the five E's, which is engineering, education, encouragement, enforcement, evaluation. And so, but they're they're moving away from the five E's to like for some of the safety stuff to a safe systems approach. And so I think that will get into some of that stuff, but we can go back and look at that wording.
3: Yeah. I wondered if it might fit in the vision zero um, space, but just, you know, just didn't want It does, but
0: we can make it more clear whether it's in the, t- and maybe it's not in the header tagline. Maybe it is in the header tagline. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's in the description.
3: Description. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Could you
5: talk real fast about how our transportation systems affected or what its risks are with climate change? I mean, what what would climate change do to our transportation system?
0: Um, So as we think about climate change and transportation, um, some of that has to do with severe weather and the results of the way that maybe we're constructing roads and or handling um, weather events. So is that a tornado? Is that a snow events, is that flooding, is that, um, you know, undercrossings now are flooded, are flooded more often or not passable, or there's mud over the roadway. I think those are the types of things we're talking about. Obviously, sea level rise is not
7: also,
6: okay.
0: drought, you know, how does soil impact our structures with drought? Those are the types of things that were that I think we were thinking about and coordinating with the climate action planning group around consistency of things that are identified related to transportation and climate change in those processes
6: does that also include areas that are known to uh, uh have uh, no know, are known to have and are prone to flooding or mud Collection, et
0: cetera. Yeah. I think what that would, I think we're thinking when we think about that in terms of resiliency, I think that's a, that could be a rural impact if a bridge is out um, in a rural area and there's no other opportunity to traverse that area. That's a significant impact of climate change and resiliency may look like you have an alternative route, right? That you don't, you don't not maintain another facility. So you have multiple options for people. I'm I think we have to think about those things. I don't think we know what they all are yet. I think that's part of the, we're saying that we know there's a connection. We believe there could be impacts. We need to make sure that we're thinking about those and prioritizing the investment of them before we get to a problem that impacts people because of that.
6: So in a way, the safety integration of areas and updating and upgrading infrastructure as needed or where, ne- uh, where needed.
0: Yeah. So I think it's about, it's some of it's about maintenance. Some of it's about just system planning, just understanding what type of risk there is and being able to
5: respond to that.
0: Do You have thoughts about that?
5: This is just okay. me being picky mitigate. You could say reduce. And the second objective, you'll never fully mitigate those risks, but you can reduce them. Um, and then on the third strategy about intuitive understanding of reasonable travel speeds, e.g. turn radii or lane widths, mm. should we say speed bumps or is it, I know it's examples given they're not in, ex- exclusive, but, uh, we're, we're, the point is we're trying to design streets that prevent people from their natural urge to speed. Right. Yeah, so,
0: so I True. Speed humps could be that's a it's a design solution. I think if you're looking at we don't want to just put that on every street that some of the like opportunities for us to daylight at, at curb where we daylight and to our shortened crossing distances. So you do bottlenecks or you do opportunities to when you design a road, you don't design it like this, you design it with natural curves that um, have have some speed control, you use design in the sense of vertical design in terms of density that just, you know, you have the same street, no matter with, if you have a use with a parking lot and then a building versus a building next to it, people are going to drive differently. we can put speed humps that's in my mind it's more of a retrofit design control than a intentional design upfront design control okay it's like a more reactive than proactive um i would say probably as part of the zero safety action plan one of many countermeasures that we talk about about identifying locations if speed is an issue to retrofit a street, we're gonna be considering
1: that as a tool in the toolbox of design. Mitigate could be minimized. Your mitigate could be minimized.
5: Yeah, I was gonna say minimize or reduce one or the other. But well, it's like
6: from what I know, it's like once the update and yeah. speed
5: yeah. control.
6: It's like yeah, because there's a lot, uh, a lot of different neighborhoods here in Lawrence, where there's some form of, of uh, testing that's going on, been ongoing for a number of years, just kind of learning what type, what works best for different neighborhoods, because each neighborhood that's here in Lawrence is different. No, so it's like different approaches work better
1: on some areas, the neighborhoods, than others. Figure that out. I say that because that's the city of Warren specific. So
0: you you can tell in some things we've listed specific things. We, again, we're countywide. So if we try to be, you know, we tried to be thoughtful of the wording and the choice in terms of here's something that applies to our region and when we call out something in specific cities we're equitable to call them all out if they are all exist there. Transits the hardest okay. because
2: the so how- I know the county commissioners just approved whatever it was nine million dollars for the walker extension and I think that had a lot to do with safety and looking at uh, this, what the width of the road will be in bicycle lanes and pedestrian. I can't think of another road that has been approved in Douglas County. Uh, other than that one, uh, most of the roads out in the unincorporated area are there, they're there now and they will be there in 2050.
6: Uh, they're well. Have- uh, there have some uh, been some they are going out into some of the rural areas going from Lawrence that were when they did reconstruction or were realigned, uh, safety and other features were added in to make it more like bicycle uh, safe or also safe to be able to turn off without the risk of or danger of accidents occurring.
2: Now I can think of that from the the dam road at Clinton out to, the, I call it the Lone Star turnoffs, they made that much safer by adding the bicycle lanes out there. Much safer. So things like that. But an actual whole new road, I, there may be some, but I can't think uh, other than that. And
0: We will talk about it when we
1: get to major repairs. Okay, okay. We get to the map. If there's some improvements being made out there in the unincorporated there, areas. There are improvements improvement yeah. of the road.
7: Widen them and make yeah. Them safer. yeah. They're doing a lot of culvert work now. Yeah. Right. Our area. sustainability is the next topic area. And we have objectives on the increasing percentage of trips made using active shared and low carbon transportation modes and reduce vehicle miles travel, minimize negative environmental impacts, sorry, negative environment.
1: Yes, I'm kind of tripping over there's a typo here. Yeah. Minimize negative environmental impacts
7: by reducing transportation-related greenhouse gas emissions and by designing projects to avoid, minimize, or mitigate impacts to water and air quality and habitat and maintain a transportation planning process,
1: integrated and coordinated with land use, water, and natural resource planning and management. And then we have
7: strategies that uh, look at travel demand management to reduce vehicle miles traveled, Um, the nature-based solutions Jessica mentioned, which is things like street trees, green infrastructure, Ways of dealing with stormwater, things like that. Planning for zero emission fleets and charging, both public as well as um, city fleets, and then holistic planning processes that consider the an environment and, and other factors.
5: Is this part?
6: Uh, is this part uh, in, incorporating the like the zero
7: emission goals, the zero carbon? not necessarily incorporating that as a, as a goal, but, um, implementing.
0: So it identifies the strategies. I think that would be related to transportation related to that goal in terms of the planning for fleet, that goal exists for the city, not the the county or the other cities. So in that space, I think the strategies identified here reflect the work that needs to be done to get the transportation infrastructure to that city goal, but it doesn't, It doesn't, it it just, it would reference it in more in the sense than than set a new goal.
5: Is the city goal with respect to city vehicles or is it for the traveling public city as
0: well? As far as I know, it's about city vehicles and city energy conservation. I assume though also as part of climate action that there will be a recognized need to think about charging and public infrastructure in terms of What is made available to the public to access for uh, electric vehicle? You know what I mean in terms of system planning?
1: The the references I've, there is is a, I'm not that as intimately familiar with all of
0: uh, this is with all of the direct exact language in that, in that plan, but the the place we've uh, interacted with it the most is in relationship to like a zero emissions transition plan for Lawrence transit, thinking about how do we do that, um, in terms of going after, um, you know, the the planning work they're going to do to understand what are our system needs, how much more is it going to cost? What does it mean for charging infrastructure? How does it operationally work on the routes? There's a lot of details that go in.
6: I was wondering if that also included like other city fleet services.
0: So there's separate. There's a separate plan because of how they're funded for the city to talk about conversion of fleet, and they have work to do there in terms of charging. What option are we taking? You know, what fuel source are we looking at? What's the infrastructure look like for that? What do some of the types and all the types of vehicles they have? What do they look like? Um, and so. That a lot of that energy right now is being driven in by in Lawrence. The Climate Action Plan may identify some of those strategies in other places as
1: goals too, though.
5: I'm just trying to figure out how the plan and the implementation of the plan would require a change of conduct by the public who presently, as a vast majority, uses you know fossil fuel-powered vehicles. I mean, it's, we're talking about road design, road construction, and infrastructure to support electric vehicles or nitrogen or some other form.
0: Yeah, so we're not something. talking about making someone buy something different. It's just about the infrastructure that the city would decide to invest in or work with private partners or federal grants to invest in to support private marketplace. Okay. If that language you don't feel is clear enough, we can.
5: No, I think, I think it'll become. And
0: that may be a thing where we actually link to specific planning efforts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. there are two specific planning efforts that is referring to.
1: <clears throat> right. And we can link to the zero, the Lawrence zero emission goals. Our last uh, focus area is operations and maintenance. Over here, we have objective uh, one:
7: preserve and maintain transportation system assets to maximize their useful life and minimize pro- project construction and maintenance costs. Strive for equitable outcomes when maintaining existing infrastructure and designing new facilities by considering mobility needs for all ages and abilities, and incorporate technology to enhance the capacity, operations, user experience, and performance evaluation of the multimodal transportation system. And then the strategies get into tracking infrastructure and using asset management tools, um, maintaining, replacing transit vehicles, using ITS, intelligent transportation systems, and using technology in
1: in transit to improve service and writer experience
4: from a maintenance standpoint is there a every question i've asked has been like yes we do that but sorry um is there a policy like an interdepartmental policy to prioritize maintenance projects so that work on one particular you know, piece of infrastructure doesn't undo work that was just done on the same area. So for example, a road repair followed by a sewer repair, Um, is there there already already mechanisms between city departments that do that?
0: So specifically for the city of Lawrence, they're in the process of developing an asset management policy guiding document and I would say many of those things are happening most informally at this point. Do you know what I mean in terms of yeah. that? The mm-hmm. asset management uh, policy and program that's being developed really assesses all of the data needs, the ex, the service expectations, life cycle costs, all of those things that are developed as part of a system that gets used is underway. And figuring and things are in different set spaces spaces like some have really sophisticated data collection and measurement others don't and they're identified for needs in those categories to deploy that um but asset management is what you're looking for in terms of if you want to hear about what the city's doing I don't know when the last last city warrant specifically presented on that um we are involved in those conversations and on that steering committee team because how decisions get made about asset management play into how we do transportation planning and the work that is being done, not only just with deciding where investments get made, but later, you know, some of the evaluation we're doing in terms of impacts to environmental justice zones and other things. And so
1: mm-hmm.
0: those that process is underway. I think, I don't know if it's another six to nine months to get done with some of those things, but um, it's like an official uh, IMCA, they have like an acronym and they have a, you know, a multi-hundred page guidebook. And the city has a consultant on, under contract right now working on the development of those really robust data-driven tools. Okay. So I imagine at some point you'll probably see more of that because that will drive some of the conversation in the city budgeting process about investment. Mm-hmm.
4: I guess for, since this is an aspirational document, is Question it... right there? Oh, forgive me. Uh, is it reasonable to maybe add an asset management plan to uh, ensure the best return on the public investment?
1: Yes, and I think we intended that. So it's in the language, we can change that language if we want to, to define that.
0: So we talk about maintaining inventory of transportation infrastructure and assets, track system performance. Implement asset management policies. That's what we're talking about. Is oh,
4: fantastic! Okay, great. Okay. Okay, super.
0: You th- you th- I was like, if you don't like that language, we can change. That no,
4: class. no, no. I, I oh, was I'm missing starting. that connection. Okay, perfect. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah.
0: So I think we tried to use simpler language than say an asset management plan. There, that would have been one of our attempts. To- <laughs>
4: yeah. No, that's super. <laughs> Again, you've anticipated my question, so thank you. Okay, let's go.
1: All right, so now that we've been through all these topic areas, any kind of overarching
7: thoughts? Are we we on the mark for these goals and how we
2: go about? How how does the transportation, the maintenance, all of this coordinate with the different townships, the nine townships?
0: I think, I believe we would do that through our relationship in partnership with the county. And that they have a does does county public works have a role in yeah, working with yeah. them in that regard? And so Chad Voight, their public works director, sits on our technical advisory committee and meets with us monthly. So if issues arose that would require regional planning attention, then it would be done through that fashion. Is there a specific issue or thought?
2: Well, I, there are, there are the county roads, mm-hmm. but then so I live on a township road, a gravel township road that uh, I don't know if. So
0: if those roads don't qualify for federal funding and from the MPO's perspective, they're not regionally significant. So in that, in that sense. That
2: hurts. (laughs) Oh,
0: that That's a nice way say it. they're low volume. Um
2: <clears throat>
0: part of the way that the federal system classifies the network of streets is through what we call a federal functional classification. And this is going to feed into our future conversation and we'll pull up a chart that shows kind of the difference. On that chart things that are classified and unclassified. So classified as a local or unclassified as a collector or higher, are not regionally significant. So they're not, there's different pots of money depending on where those roads are classified that they're eligible for funding for. And so all of those roads that fall under township control are really local responsibility for maintenance plant, you know, planning jurisdictional issues like the MPO, the regional efforts don't Ever get involved in that level of detail. Okay. They're more viewed as, they're not necessarily private, but they're local. Do you know what I mean? In the sense that we really don't get into that scale of things usually. I would imagine now, however, if we think about like things like safety or other things, if there were issues, there would be a higher level of, you know, like if when the county's doing their data assessment around crashes and safety and working on project development, that they're getting involved on that local level with the local roadway, you know, the township and the local roadway to address specific operational issues, but that never usually rises to the level of MPO.
2: Okay. That answers it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Regionally significant. That's (laughs) and don't worry, we have a really long definition of that.
1: Did you notice other language you thought was...
2: Well, I I um, understood you to say there will be yes. definitions and things under, and I, I don't remember, it must have been you that presented about the different bike paths there are and the names of them, and yes. that just helped me understand... Yeah. Once and plus, I got to see pictures of them, mm-hmm. and so I presume on yes. a good bit of this, we'll have the same thing that yes. is more clarifying. And if yes. I see ones that aren't, then yes. I would certainly, yes, question okay. or speak up.
0: And that information is helpful to us because you have a perspective that is not something that's has exposure. You know what I mean? Is a depth of exposure to this. So that helps us understand where that stands. Okay. And some of these things are like, nobody probably knows what useful life of a bus is. There is federal language that dictates what that is. Do you know what I mean? So there's some things like we have to use those words because those are the words they use. Right. And so we, we can define that. We have performance measures related to is our transit fleet meeting, it's useful life benchmarks, we will try to do the sure. best to explain all of that, but and it's and it's a really hard. It is challenging for us because we're trying to do the work at a high level that can speak to our federal partners, that can speak to the stakeholders, and there's a balance. And the work of this is well, have very to use technical. you have to
2: use the language yeah. that's going to get the money. Yeah, and if you don't do that, yeah. then the local partners uh, will certainly suffer. Yes.
6: Yeah. Yeah. If I remember right, don't they have? It's like on federal level. The end of life for transit uh, vehicles is a, a is is considered a certain number of
0: years. Oh, they got a whole set of criteria. depends depends on what type of vehicle it is. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have all those memorized, but they have standards. We just say, does this bus need it or not? Oh, no, yes. Okay.
2: All the departments have that. Whether it's police, yes. sheriff, county maintenance, all of them have those policies.
1: Yes
0: we feel good like this is we make some edits to this we can send this out to the public okay
1: thank you and then we'll be back with their comments too so well, next on our agenda is the major thoroughfares map pull that up and i think jessica yep. can... okay first pull up the definition one please <clears throat> So in our region, we use classifications
0: of roadways. of well, the definitions first, then this, sorry, I've changed my mind. Um, we use classifications of road, it's on your second page of your other attachment of at the major thoroughfares if you scroll down the second page of that. Okay, yes. so we use classifications of roadways that determine are operational limitations of how those roadways should function and operate. I'll start there, that's high level. These definitions in in general, then in some places, depending on which map, because there's multiple networks that assign classification. And so go back to the list now. So this is generally how these should function. We have, the MPO has a federally required federal functional classification map. That has federal rules to it. It says what percentage of streets can be arterial, collector, local, how those all have to be dictated in the spectrum, nothing above a low collector can be funded with federal money. It talks, that's one where if we make changes to it, we have to go work with every other county because that connects to the entire United States functional classification. It has rules for performance reporting. Everything that's a principal arterial and higher is part of the national highway system and it requires federal performance reporting on it. That one serves really the MPO planning function only. It does not have besides the fund the, the federal funding kind of and what's eligible, that map doesn't pertain to anything tied to local design standards or regulations those have other maps and so in for the lawrence Dougla, for lawrence and douglas county for lawrence that's the major thoroughfares map that's tied to the land development code that's the one that's the document we're going to talk about tonight that gets updated this process <coughs> The Douglas County Access Management Road classification map is updated and maintained by Douglas County and gets updated on their own timeline and process and just gets referenced in this document. Like the Eudora and Baldwin City Street classification maps in their comprehensive plans, they get updated as part of those processes and incorporated by reference into our document. So what we're gonna show you tonight, what we have shown um, for the Lawrence Major Thoroughfares Map is the one that the City of Lawrence uses in development to balance land use, access, and movement of traffic. We're looking for ensuring connectivity and access, and it helps guide decisions about design, access management. Um, that clarifies things like rights of amounts of right of way or access or other develop, development characteristics. Okay, is that? Okay. This this we made because when we went through this last process, it's yeah. You're oh, fine. We have it.
5: you're going to show the map, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: We're going to go talk about the map now. All right. But that's the intro to everybody who has, doesn't know what this. I you would probably know what map. this map is. So <laughs> okay. So we begin this process um, by showing on this map all the lines and their classifications, and we have highlighted in a few different colors. Locations where, based on our staff coordination and known planning and land use conversations, we've had conversations about where there should be amendments to this map, right, that dictate either additions, removals, or realignments of roadways in this network. And so the, uh, the things that are highlighted in each box shows each segment and shows that shows where we're making changes. The only thing we're making changes to are the things that are highlighted that have text box. Everything else on the map is proposed to stay the way that it is. So the red highlights are locations where we're suggesting adding a connection. The yellow. Options are things where we are moving the alignment, meaning more planning work has been done or, you know, like design has happened or there have been, there's been work done that's going to, that's going to move the alignment of what we had previously to shown as the road. Maybe that was like a planning alignment. Now the road's been built or it's going to be built. These alignments have moved based on engineering work. And then, um, There's a few locations where there's proposed downgrades, which means it gets moved from a collector to a local, also because of conversations and development that's happened as part of that process. You're ready for me. you ready? I think I'm
5: (laughs) I'm
1: ready. (laughs)
5: Here's the existing map and the tiny picture on my phone, the 2040 map. Yes. So this is the first time I've seen this map.
1: Yes, on the agenda, yes.
5: So, I noticed there'd be a realignment of Renaissance Drive that runs by LMH West, which is brand new. It was built two years ago. And so I'm reticent to recommend we realign a road that was literally just built. Um, it connects to Rock Truck Drive, which isn't even on this map, It should be. It's
0: not classified as a collector street. It's
5: not. I mean, you could. It's built to collector standards. It's built to
0: collector standards, but it's not classified as a collector street.
5: And moreover, the blue line in Mercado shows the direct east-west path. Uh, So it's
0: a planning alignment. We so like where we don't know where that's going to be, and there's been property discussions, and they have varied. Yeah. We show. We show based on the conversation we've had with our city engineer and our land our land use planning <laughs> staff, This is some of these are concept lines. And that's why some of them, when we get into some of this and they get evolved, you know, they evolve where you see where
1: access is yeah. going to
5: be. Why not move the blue line north and call Rock Chalk a collector? Because um, it's there. And I don't know that there'll ever be a straight east-west blue line it's- road. It's like that area is also there's so
6: much to do for a traffic jail,
5: yeah. Um, and then
0: we had that conversation that was not the recommendation of staff.
5: I see. <laughs> <laughs> My comments can be noted for the record.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm. we had some of these conversations. This is the staff. So I think we can take comments from this committee back to staff and and decide what we're going to, to publish. Not to find a point on it, but
5: Mercado is preliminarily platted. And there's a road Mercado way, I think, north that goes into a cul-de-sac. Uh, and there's no there's no plan that shows that road. So it just it just may never exist and then the second comment across the street on the other side of the SLT the location of those roads could you speak to like how i mean are these just uh conceptual lines on a map or i mean certainly yes. they're not engineered Maybe not
0: those are not those are like we believe with what's talked about in terms of density there needs to be another collector level connection across here obviously you can see those the conservation stuff that could change, you know, the the conservation areas there. Showing, we put them along parcel lines for now oh, in right. some cases because Cause those
5: have been dedicated in yes, conservation yeah. So
0: okay. obviously, there would need to be land agreements if stuff changes. But um, we put them along. Oftentimes, well, one, two, where is the access? Where does the access have to happen with the larger road? Yeah. So we know that, and then it's about connecting back. Oftentimes, where parcel lines are written in terms of con- in terms of concept planning obviously the western development plan is happening right now we had conversations with the planners working on that project um, to talk to them about what we we're looking at doing in terms of major thoroughfares to ask them if there's other
1: issues that have arisen yet in their process This is another kind of relationship question that when we see this map, when would you pull the map out? I mean, if someone wanted to
5: plat something on the other side of the street, you know, how much weight does this map have to the question of where a road should go? I said, does someone lay well, It's uh,
0: referenced in the land development code.
5: That's it. I mean, it's just, there's like, well, there's a, there's a red line there. There ought to be a road there. It's
0: adopted as part of
5: plan 2040 plan
0: 2040 by re, by rough you know by reference is that integration and this document is currently referenced tied to land development code you probably know as i do there probably have over time been negotiations right that happen as part of development that relates to that this is the intention of planning the network and and having connections um The land development code update is happening now. We've had that conversation in terms of it's our best intention to update this based on things that we know. We recognize, I got asked the question, what happens when the land development code changes this? What's our process? And we would go through a T-2050 amendment process that we have laid out where it would be a public process and we would amend this. Documents since it's established as part of this planning process. So there's process to do that. If we need to do that, it's been, I don't know what's going to happen in that process to this map and how that ties together. I have to work under best intention, you know, best known facts and right now. And so I think there's a lot of things at play there that.
5: There's just some head scratching on some of those things and rock chalk and the realignment of Renaissance when Renaissance exists, just, you talk about what we know. I mean, we we know some things there that could be incorporated in this map. Is that a collector? And that's levels. all I got.
0: No, you're fine. I'll go, we'll go back and look at it and we'll have a conversation. Um yeah, and is a renaissance collector? is what is renaissance collector It's
5: yeah built to what is it 23?
0: just because it's built to collector if it was a collector in the plan we don't go back and identify everything that's built to collector street standards as a collector street in this map.
5: shown on here as such okay it's and the then, yellow or orange
0: okay then it is i'm just saying like like rock chalk's a good example just because it was built to some standard doesn't mean we go back and recognize it as that if it wasn't in the plan, we can go back and have that
5: conversation i asked that question seems like you could but i'm just yeah. a lay yeah. person not a planner so.
0: yeah well and this is where i refer to the reference of our land use planners and our engineers they are the ones privy to these conversations we don't no no i'm no criticism I'm just, no, I'm just like i don't know either so i'd have to go back and.
2: Okay. where is on that map where is renaissance i have no sorry guys um it is the just so the this bus is Entrada
5: and this is Mercado Drive, and then when it bends, it becomes Renaissance. Okay,
2: and, and so
5: here's Rock Chalk Drive, yeah. Sports Pavilion, the
7: yep. Rock Chalk Park.
2: Yep, okay.
1: And we realigned that, so I guess I would have thought it was realigned.
5: If by realigned, you mean move slightly? Yes, perhaps. Yes, it's not okay. going to go like over
1: okay you know what i mean
6: isn't that okay. uh, uh,
1: supposed
5: to run uh, like a,
6: a real line towards a certain distance uh to the yeah. west of the trails and stuff back there west of the what of the trail uh
5: of the trail the loop trails i don't think so because the trails between k10 mm-hmm. and, and rock Shaw. yeah so i don't there's no there's nowhere further west to go it would have to go east If you're, but then
7: you're like, you're, it's like a whole new road. So so when this says realign, it's it's meaning this map is being changed to reflect. Yeah, what what we we built. built.
5: Oh, we're not saying.
0: Yeah, that's the, we went and looked at the aerials there. Oh. That's why I'm like, I'll go.
5: I misunderstood that. I thought you were planning to realign.
0: No, 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 no. We're saying the old map had a different alignment. We made, we moved it to what was built. Because that was the intention. Like we didn't know what they were going to build, so we probably had some just connections. Oh no, like yeah, this. the old map yeah. more
5: dotted lines. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is
5: yeah, okay. yeah that's reality. That's yeah, good. Yeah.
0: And so that's like this, this um, K10. If you look at this down here, we've left the old line because you need to kind of see where K10 is. That dashed line is the new K10 they're designing.
1: Okay.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna on the, on the when we adopt that before we just move that blue. We left that one because that one we wanted people to be able to see how that kind of
5: I and it seemed like
6: the same around the area where the uh, the only one we saw realigned.
0: No, we're not. No, no, no. We
6: we
1: Real.
0: realigned the line from the The change we made is we realigned it from what was previously there. Gotcha. What words we use better than that? It's,
6: it seemed like a constructed,
0: lot. built. Do you want me to change that part to build? Uh, we do have that they've been built, and so we just say built, built. but that's usually when we flipped it from view. It was it was future and now it's existing.
6: One wasn't that some uh, kind of similar situation with Peterson Road when it was up, uh, updated and redone uh, before uh, to make to set up the changes for the loop going through that area.
1: Well, this doesn't do with bike, this is just this is just,
6: but I'm saying because it does cross it matters, over, so. a, uh, over a over a
5: thoroughfare going out. Is it fair to say that these boxes won't be in the plan? You're just showing yeah, we're us. We're
0: just doing this for public comment to explain to the public which lines are being changed, what lines we're proposing being changed. So,
5: how about like an oh. asterisk or something at the top or bottom somewhere that just say, you know, notations describe changes from T20. Yeah,
0: look at our legend and see if that. Sorry, maybe uh-huh. you can't uh-huh. read it on there. We can. Notes.
5: Major. Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess these notes we could we could add some text here to describe what we're talking about when we publish the actual map it will just be the lines yeah, yeah. what okay. you see in the thing but we don't want to just do that because how would somebody be able to look at two maps back and forth to be able to? Can't. yeah no. that would be rude of us <sighs>
1: Okay, so I
0: was trying to explain to our
1: my
5: surviving yeah. comment okay. just is about rock chalk, but okay. really, that's a minor comment. Okay. You're going, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. I, I honestly, Absolutely. I thought you were going to realign it to somewhere else. Oh, yeah, that was Sorry,
0: okay. you're okay. That's okay. That's why I was, I was like, not under, I wrote the note down, but I wasn't really understanding. I guess what, what
5: if we said, like, instead of realign, what if we said define like as built, define as built would be as better, built. yeah, uh, as built. built location,
0: yeah, as built. <laughs> I got limited. As built. I got limited. I I <laughs> got limited. I know. You got got, yeah.
1: As built. Perfect. Yeah, built. Got as built. Sorry for that. That's okay. We can fix. We move on to community engagement part two. Yeah. So,
7: little backgrounds. We will, we're about a month from now, having One open house and one online meeting for general community um, engagement. And so we have prepared these draft of these boards, they were pretty rough what was included in your packet. Um, I've got a slightly newer version on the screen here that's been refined a little bit. Um, So our thought process is we just want to share these boards with you where they're at now. Um, knowing there's still some work to be done, but just in overall, general it was like when I glanced through it, I was pretty happy with what I was seeing. Yeah.
0: And we did, we've done updates since we've, we've been working on this. So um, we'll, we'll link to the new stuff and we'll share these with you at the next meeting. Again, we're just trying to show you we're working on process to try to get ready to what we're going to present to the public.
2: And how does the public find out that there's going to be a zoom meeting or whatever. And a, in public, how did, how do the people find it?
0: So it depends what type of engagement we're doing. When we did phase one of this process for engagement, we went and tables. We spent dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of tabling in every city. In the county, we, we try to table at events. The county is obviously harder. Um, we have an l- email list of A 1,000 people that have signed, have indicated previous experience in the process or signed up for any of our communication related to transportation planning. Um, We use that. We get a lot of hits off of that in terms of awareness of our events, opportunities. We work with uh, stakeholder partners sometimes in some situations to get word out. It's similar to what we do for all of our planning processes, how we follow our public engagement plan and identify strategies. So for that phase one, it was a very big widespread. Here's our grasp, or we're, we're doing really large public at wide, tell us about your experiences. That's where the most amount of people are going to have the ability to interact with us to impact the plan and to tell us about things we should be thinking about to do this. It's a good
2: plan. thing you have a staff of 10 or 12 people. You were fortunate in that.
0: Yeah. You mean
2: there's also a lot of people <laughs> that receive
6: all of the planning commission uh the MPO and Planning Commission's emails to where so, it's like they social media, all those things where the, it's where they actually are seeing things as it's uh, getting, being able to see the agenda and information as it's before it's present, presented or put out.
0: And so for the second phase of engagement, it's a shorter short, the second phase of engagement and our 30 day public comment period, those are oftentimes short, those are we're targeting. People who are more signed up on our list already engaged in our process as stakeholders, as opposed to always public at large, although we do those announcements for public at large. But by the time we get to this part of the process, we're asking a lot of people to engage with us in this process. And we know that because we have to be able to share so much information with them, have them to be able to respond to it. And so we know that it is not the same level of robustness that we do at the beginning. And that's intentional in the process. And I don't know that there's another way around that. Um, And so we hope to have worked with our committee in that regard to help, you know, have you help us to say, yes, we believe all of these issues and values are reflected or you still need to do work in this. That's why one of the things we put on the agenda later as a reference is public, the public engagement summary that we put together. We talked about that at the last meeting um, is you know, to try to present this information. So we're sharing with you what we're starting to draft is putting together which questions we're going to ask the public at this next injuncture when we do engagement. And so we'll have a, we're not done yet, part of what you're going to see at your next meeting. um, Let's we can talk about these boards we'll have them on the next agenda for our next meeting so let's just let's not go into too much depth at these i want you to be start to you know to take a glance at them look at them think about other things you would want to see about all the things we've talked about how do we tell this story on a really i mean there's a lot there's so much information in this plan we're trying to show snippets high level scenario you know scenario stuff and there'll be a lot of like documents supporting that so we're trying to tell that story but look at this um, I wanna be respectful of everybody's time. So let's go back to the agenda. We will we will put this on the next meeting agenda because there's still missing content that we are working with our modeling consultants consultant to work on. So um, let me just point out, we also gave you for your reference, our draft financial analysis. You will You will read that, this is really high level. This is a very technical part of our requirement in the region of working with all of our partners to understand what resources are reasonably expected to be available to us to do transportation. This, because it's required, we have to do this. We make projections based on historical estimates. This is telling you how we've done this work and what those numbers are at a high level. We still have some more work to do with our paratransit and human service providers scroll down a little bit, you can see what we're talking about. When we do for all all of our modes, but particularly road and bridge, no circles, Paul, sorry, we're looking at $1.4 billion between now and 2050 for road and bridge projects in our region. And so that's, based on a a lot of things. Those historical projections, inflation, big programs, federal programs that we would expect to have available to us, all of those reasonable things. This is a federal process. They would like us to be able to show how much is being spent reasonably based on those same projections and historical averages for operations and maintenance, and then what that leaves for funding. That's going to be important because that number at the end is we can't program more projects in this plan than exceed that budget. And we'll we'll be under that, but um, because we we can't, this plan has to be fiscally constrained in that sense. So I'm providing this to you for your reading. It really is probably not too applicable to you. I don't know that you'll have too many comments on it.
1: This is best Actually, it practice was
6: practice. Like, for- it was like when I read over it, I was like, it was like, there were some things that I had wondered in the past. And so it was like, when I was going through, I was like, Oh, okay. That answers that question. So I was like, okay, that it made sense on where t- some of the stuff where I wasn't too sure about.
1: Yeah, and so there's there's
0: a lot it's of, detailed it's detailed, but it's very technical, and I don't. There's not a way around that. So I've just given that to you. I don't know that we need to talk about it. If you see something that you want more question on, we can do that. Does that feel
1: okay?
0: Okay. Um, we do show the mode split and. Pat, I'm sure MMTC will want to talk about that a little bit more, but we've shown non motorized at 6% now, based on those projections of this plan and where we're at for historical averages. So
6: I remember I, that's
0: gone down, hadn't it? Oh, that's gone up. Or it's gone it up? 2% in the previous plan.
5: So I couldn't remember if it had gone up or down. So, okay. Well, thank you for the work you're doing, and yeah. it's a big project. <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you. Well, you know, we don't have an answer for everything, but we follow up about a lot of stuff. So we're good coordinators in that regard. Um, The other thing I just have on the agenda to point out to you so we can be respectful of your time is that um, our next meeting, we hope to have our modeling consultant with our output and some of our scenarios. We are working on that right now. We are going to be pressed for that deadline. If that doesn't happen, we we will write to you and find another time to meet. It is... We are getting pressed for time though, so we need to meet that deadline, but that's one that makes me nervous. So I just
6: that makes me think of how once, close it was to the deadline for with the pedestrian and bike stuff.
0: Yeah, but that one doesn't have money on the line. This one has money on the line. So that that does make that does make me.
6: But I remember because it was it, it was
0: so just so you know that if we move that, that's why it's because we didn't get all our stuff done. Haven't had to do that before, but I may have. We may have to do that. I just told Paul that today. Like, yeah, we just leave that. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate your time.